You're listening to Awakening with Rabbi Ami Silver on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Ami as he shares from the wellsprings of Jewish spiritual teaching and practice and guides us on a path of healing, transformation, and awakening to experiencing the divine. Something that we ended with last week was this um, this psukim about the birth of Naphtali. Um, the struggle that Rachel goes through to uh, to have this child, Naphtali, really, who she has through her her uh, her, her shifcha, and through her maidservant. But uh, when she when Naphtali is born, she says, "Naphtulei Elohim Niftalti imachoti gam yacholti vatikashmo Naphtali." And we saw the mefarshim of the Rashi, the perushim Rashi brings, and the, the unculus which. Basically, he says that Naftali and Naftulei Elohim Niftalti has something to do with the word Ptil, with like being entwined together, like a Havdalah candle, where it's like two that are t- tied together. Ptila is a wick because it's it's um, strings that have been bound up, wound up, and it also has to do with Lashon Tfila, Naftulei Niftalti. The Targum Uncle says this has to do with prayer. And we talk about this, the, the kind of struggle that if we just think about the story that Rachel's going through, it's there's something that she wants so badly and so persistently and that want never leaves her. And she continues to seek that want and to, to grapple with it. Is this something that's going to happen or not? And when it happens, she says, this, my prayer was answered. Right? And that, that there's a sense of Rachel and her... Her grappling with with her sister, with her own standing, am I am I legitimate here? Is my want legitimate? Does this thing that I want really belong here in God's universe? And and discovering that it does, she describes that as a process of, of prayer. So just just something I want to share about the story of Rachel and Leah. In gener- generally speaking, I, I think I said this last time that I'm, it's really in, um, important to me that we're always grounded in in pshat, not only just the the pshat of what, what we're reading in the words, but the pshat of what, what is prayer. And, and it's so easy to give kind of, to jump to, to kind of very dramatic and inspiring spiritual descriptions of things that, that remain kind of out there in the ether and they don't, they, they, can, they can satisfy a certain, you know, mental want where I want something to answer a thought that I'm questioning that I'm having in my mind, but it doesn't actually help me in my, in my life of, of tefillah and my modadut and, and, and interactions with, with tefillah and, and avodah. So I, I, I want things to always come back to a, a kind of be anchored in, in where we are. That said, I wanted to share a thought that, that came to me after, after we were looking through Sukkim together, which is that um, already beginning in the Zohar and developed throughout the, the Sifre Kabbalah, Rachel and Leah are representative of two different realms of existence, two realms of being. Rachel is called the Amadit Galia, and Leah the Amadit Katya. The Rachel being that the manifest, revealed world and life that we live, and Leah being the Amadit Katya, the concealed, hidden, hidden realm. Think about Rachel and Leah being the two mothers of existence. You know, existence is born on, on two levels: on, on a revealed level, on a, on, and on a hidden level. There's what is, and there's what isn't yet, or isn't quite here, or is somewhere else. Or is, but can't be seen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hidden. And, and, and it just occurred to me after, after thinking about the story more that 
another way to see what's what's happening here as a, as a model of tefillah. Here I am, Rachel Imenu. Here I am, grappling with the revealed, manifest, present version of my life. With what I have, with what pains me, with what I want, with what I don't have. And grappling with my sister, the hidden version of my life, that dreams of something else, that perhaps has an inkling that there might be something else, but that isn't here. It's yet. It's undisclosed. It's not yet here. And to just to just get the image of prayer of the the revealed version of my life, story of my life, grappling and interacting with the yet to be version of my life, with the I don't know if it's here or not, with that which has not yet been born into reality, and and it might not be. It's it's beyond what is right now. But that, that to, to, to see tefillah as that interaction between those two states of being and those two states of the world. There's the world as it is, and there's the world that isn't yet. And when I'm, when I'm engaged in tefillah, I'm, I'm in a sense engaged in that intersection between those two things. How those things, do those things touch each other? Can they touch each other? What's the space between them? What can seep through? And that's what Rachel experiences here. Is that I, I grappled with my sister who she's out having baby after baby after baby after baby and it's continuing to make me feel like I don't belong here. Mamish, Rachel says to Yaakov, if I don't, give me children and if I don't have children, I'm going to die. She, she's mamash experiencing this as life or death. I, do I belong in this universe? Do I not belong here? And, and from that grapple, she, she comes to recognize one step at a time the place that she does belong in in this world. <clears throat> so that, that was just really to be to be mamshik from last week. Um, this week I want us to shift into something. It's very related to what we're just talking about, but it's a it's a different misgerd, um, a different framework for for tefillah. It's something that that was actually mentioned last week. But last week we looked at the ways that the word tefillah, the actual language that we use for prayer, comes up in in some of the stories of of Tanakh. And and today I want us to look at a a midrash chazal. That's rooted in the psukim as well, but that, that's offering another um, very fundamental paradigm for prayer. And uh, I think there's also uh, something special about, about engaging this today because we're doing something really special tonight in our tefillah. So we're going to start praying for rain. Zayin Cheshvan, we begin asking for rain. We ask for rain. And Chazal says that the very first prayer of humanity is a prayer for rain. That in some level, the prayer for rain is the most fundamental prayer that there is. Um, and before we even go into the Midrash Chazal, the Gemara Tanit, the first, first uh, Sugya in Tanit, okay, he's talking about when do you mention rains, right? they're asking when, when in Tefillah do we start Sorry, when when do we when in the calendar year do we start asking for rain? And then in, in the first in the first page of Kumartani, they say, well, well, and then how do you know that that this request for rain should be part of prayer anyway? Should be part of the Shmonas, right? And they bring Sukim. Because it says, we say it every day in Kriyat Shema, 
to love Hashem your God and to Oved Hashem with your entire heart. What does it mean to serve God, to devote the devotion of God of the heart, service of the heart? That's tefillah. What do the next psukim say? God says, I'm going to give you a ring. Now, uh, we're going to get into this this sugya in later in later shirim, and we'll get into its its even halachic ramifications. Is tefillah mitzvah mina Torah or not? And this is the place. This is the pasuk from which the mafarshim who say the poskim who say that it is a mitzvah deoreta to daven. It's from here of avodah shebalev. This is the the definition of tefillah comes from here, and in Chazal's definitive framing of tefillah, it's tied to this request for rain. It's tied to asking for rain. So, so with that introduction, let's 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 look at um, at the makor that we have here today. And we're going to start with uh, some psukhmi and breshit bet. As I'm sure all of you know, the story of Masa Breshit has what seem to be different different stories. There's the the story of, of Breshit Aleph, where Shem creates the world from Tov, Avo, starts to be day one, starts to day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, and then Shabbos, let there be this, let there be this, it's very good, it's this, it's this, okay. The sequential unfolding of 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 Masabrashit. And then we get a story. After you hit the first Shabbos, do you need a page? You need a, a After we get to the Vayichula Shmaimarz Khotzvaam, Bayar looking at the Kosha Asar Asar Asabi in a Tov Maud, it's very good. And the world is is complete. Vayichula Shmaim Arts. So then the, the Torah seems to be starting with an, uh, a new story. This is the toldot, the unfolding, the birth process of heaven and earth as they're being created. On the day in which Hashem Elohim um, made land and sky, or heaven and earth, earth and heaven. And all of the bushes of the field were not yet in the land. They have yet to be on the land. And all grasses of the field have yet had yet to sprout. Because Hashem had not yet brought rain upon the earth. And there was no human being to work the earth. And that's why God created uh, Adam. To ah, the so you're already intuiting the question and potential answer that that's here in this pasuk. The, the fundamental question would be like, you're telling me, well, there's a few questions. One question is, why are you telling me what's not here? You're telling me this is how the earth came to be, and you're telling me there was none of this, there was none of that, and there was none of that, because there was no rain and there was no person. So first of all, why am I being told what's not here? But But more to the point here that you're bringing up, it sounds like there's no bushes in the field because God had not yet brought rain and there's no human being to work the earth. That somehow the human being to work the earth, first of all, that the human being needs to be there to work the earth, and that somehow the human being there to work the earth is what's holding up this whole process. There's no rain because there's no person. And there needs to be rain. Well, let's see. Let's see, okay? Let's see that in the next puzzle. And a mist rose up from 
the earth. And it's and it watered the face of the earth. So there was a need for moisture. We know that our ecosystem requires water to survive. So there was a ground mist that was rising up from, from the earth to water the face of the earth. And then the next step that God forms Adam, dirt from the earth. And God exhales, breathes into his um, into Adam's nose, Nishmat Chaim, the soul of life, the breath of life. And the Adam became a living creature. Which still begs the question, like, are you telling me about the ecosystem or are you telling me about a person? And it seems like the Pesukim here are telling me about both. Rain, plants, moisture, person. Now the question is, what, what, what links these whole, what links all these things together? Now linguistically, before we get into some of the questions, linguistically there's already hints of what links these things together. Because what's the name of the person that Hashem creates? Adam. Adam. And where is Adam formed from? Adama. And what is what is giving moisture to the earth? What is giving the earth its basic ability to, to be sustained and survive right now without rain? Aid. So you have aid, you have Adam, and you have Adama. Aid is a mist. It's a mist. The aid is feeding the is watering the Adama. We can see the mist. The mist of the mist is connecting together moisture, humanity, and and earth so far. By the way, I don't think we're going to get there today. But um, but the next psukim continue to talk about the, the plants that God then plants trees and makes rivers and there's a whole irrigation system and a garden. We're talking about creating a garden here. And the interaction between the creature in that garden and the plant life in that garden and the moisture that, that gives life to the garden. Any question? Yeah. Are you going to get to this word? Yes. I don't want to. Bring it up. No, I, I, when the first I saw that because I didn't know the definition of siach hasadeh. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about tefillah. Yeah. I thought, Beautiful. There's no prayer of the field yet. There's no talking of the field yet. The word in Pazukei will we'll, we'll, we'll flesh us out more through, through the lens of Midrash Chazal, but what you're pointing out is correct, that the okay. word siach, there's no siach hasadeh in the earth yet, There's no, which means there's no bush of the field. There are no bushes around, but it, siach, we know, means a conversation. We'll, we'll we'll unpack a little what that uh, how that know, might fit into place here. You're yeah, pointing okay. in the right you're pointing in the right direction. Um, before we get to the Gemara Chul, I just want to point out the, the Targum Unculus on this pasuk that that God breathes the breath of life into Adam and Adam Adam Unculus says translates as which is the same straight up translation. God breathes into Adam's nostrils the breath of life. Now the pasuk is The Adam becomes a living creature, a living animal, so to speak, a living soul, really. But Uncle says that the breath of life, the breath of life becomes in Adam 
a speaking spirit, a ruach mimalala. It's milalel. It speaks. So in the in the in, in the targum unkulus at least the breath of life, the godly exhalation that animates this being, this garden creature, is that speaking spirit, is the ability to communicate, to say something. That somehow the creation of a speaking creature is important here. And not only is it important here, but it's elemental to the identity of, of humankind. Okay. And we know the classic kind of breakdown of, you know, domem, tzomayachai, medaber. We'll go into this also more in depth in, in, another, in another time, focus more on the, the, the central place of prayer as the identity of human beings. But it's already started here. So let's go to the Gemara Chulin. Gemara Chulin, Daf Samech Amubet. Rav Asi Rami. Rav Asi brings up a, a question, a contradiction, a kashya. It says, now we, I said that there's two different ways the story of creation is told, and there's, there's many different ways the, the opening chapters of Breshid are, are interpreted, and, and, and nobody knows what, what it really is. Right? <laughs> but but Ravazi is saying, if you just read from the beginning of the Torah until this point, it already told me, the Torah already told me that on the third day of creation, God commanded there to be grass in the field, and there was grass. But now, after that happens, you're telling me again about the day that Adam is created, which is the sixth day of creation, and you're telling me there's no grass yet. How could it be that God created grass on day three, and now on day six, when you're telling me over the story of creation of Adam again, there's no grass all of a sudden? Milamed. This is to teach this kind of gap between God commanding there to be grass and Adam being created without there being grass. If you pay attention, it's terem It's not yet on the land. V'terem yitzmach. It has not yet sprouted. The Gemara says that the, the grasses sprouted they were standing waiting at the crust of the earth not yet emerging onto the face of the earth till Adam Rishon comes onto the scene is created, is formed and asks for Rachamim how does he know what's going to happen to this stuff? Wonderful question. Gonna... We're gonna we're gonna ask this question too. What, what, you know that that's how does happen? Adam even know that that's what has to happen? If it's never rained before, why would he be asking for rain? It's a great question. Like it's a great question. You're asking the right questions. How does he know that they're waiting? It's a... yeah. But the, the, we'll, we'll go one stage at a time. Adam Rishon comes along. Bikeshalem Rachamim is asking for Rachamim for compassion for these plants. Viyardu Gishamim. And rain started to fall of its samchu, and they started to sprout and onto um, the earth. It's the whole thing to teach you that Hakadosh Baruch Hu desires the prayers of tzaddikim. So either Chazal is calling out a matzadik, 
or Chazal is saying we learn from the story of Adam Not about Sadiqim. But it's just the, the core. The core message here is that the story of creation is constructed in such a way that prayer is a requirement in it. That yes, the Creator makes all the things and puts all the things into motion, and then. In the Gemara's reading, everything gets kind of stuck at a certain point. All of the elements are in place. There's even a little bit of moisture to keep it from withering and dying. But it can't yet sprout and thrive and truly unfold. Why? Because there's something else in God's world that has not yet happened. God has a desire for prayer, for righteous prayer. We talked a little bit last week also about this inyan of tzedek, that all the, the, the big mitpalim in the Torah are people who, who hold God, account, God accountable for tzedek, for what, what is right and just, what should be. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now, but I'm just noticing that. Filatan so tzedekim, there's something that, that, that ought to be. There's something righteous that I'm asking for. I don't know. I don't understand that rain. So this is this is this is a great question. Let's 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 think a little bit about 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 this. So before we go there, let's look at Rashi. Actually, brings his own version of this Agadita on the pasuk here in Breshit, and we're going to be, be touching these questions. It's a beautiful story. But what the assumption here is that, yes, yeah, somehow Adam knows that there should be rain. Somehow here, God is expecting Adam to ask for rain. Somehow the rain is, is a mechanism that's only going to happen through Adam's bakashat rachamim, that the whole world, the whole creation is waiting and hinging for this, hinging on this, this person to come into, 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 into the scene. These are all the questions we're going to explore. Look at, look at how Rashi, look at how Rashi, um, Articulates the this same Gemara Chazal on, on the Pesukim Bereshit. Ki lo himtir, right? Because God had not yet brought rain. Matam lo himtir. Why did God not yet bring rain? So Rashi says, because of the the Hemshech of the Pazuk. Ve'adam adayin. Sorry. Lefish adam ayin avodat adama. Because there's no Adam to to work the land. And now look what Rashi adds. Because again, begs the question: Why specifically is there a need for a human being? To come to to work the land and be the prayer on behalf of the universe. There is not yet anyone who recognizes, who is aware of the goodness of rain. And when Adam arrives on the scene, and knew that they were needed for the world, that rain was a necessity. For creation, Adam prayed for rain. It came down, and the plants and the grasses began to sprout and grow. That, in a sense, the the factory started working. Adam came and flipped on the switch. Yeah, all the pieces were there, but there needed to be someone who had an awareness of the goodness of rain and could ask for the arrival of rain. I just want to want to say I should have said this at the beginning. It just reminded me because of Rashi's Hakara Tatov. I want to give Hakara Tatov to um, my teacher of Daniel Cohen, who at this table years ago we learned this Rashi I think for two years that I just shared with you. So whatever I'm going to say is a 
is a small hakdama based on very deep uh, learning, teaching, and work that he has been doing for years and years around these around these topics. Yeah. Um, so we're we're just we're opening chapter headings here. We're opening opening basic basic gates to prayer. So let's bring up this question. Just this question we've been asking. It sounds like Chazal and Rashi is working under this assumption that Adam's going to know, intuit this need for rain. Where does that come from? And before we even get there, remember what and this is Odava you began to point out. The description of, of the state of the world that we were told when this is called which I think is also informing Chazal's perusha. There was not yet a conversation in the field. Okay? Now, conversation in a very literal human form means I'm talking with you, you're talking with me, we're communicating through words. But if you also just think about how the natural environment works, it's through a conversation that the different elements need to converge and interact with each other in the right ways for things to grow and develop. The bees and the sun and the and the and the air and the molecules in the air and the rain and the water, they all need to touch each other and interact. Have a con- you get, if you go into a field, you actually can hear the conversation of the field. It's a great example of the wolves to Yellowstone. Yes. And the wolves brought brought like the whole forest back to life. Yeah. Because there was a it's beautiful an essential one essential element that's missing. There's no siach. There's nothing that allows the proper interaction between elements that's going to allow life to thrive and unfold, which is what we're being told is missing here. There's no rain. Again, the elements are all there, but they're not talking to each other. There's nothing that's going to connect the plant to its um, food. Heaven to earth, water to ground, humankind to creator, creation to creator. All of these are levels of conversation that are missing in the field. And here comes, then out of that lack of siach, of conversation, God takes clumps of earth and forms a human forms a being that has some kind of awareness of their surroundings, some kind of linguistic, communicative, expressive abilities. What does God create Adam out of? Earth. Out of earth. And what else does Adam create? What else does God create Adam out of? Breath. Breath. And let's let's look at Chazal also unpacking some of the pesukim we read. And this is the next uh, makro here brought from Breshit Rabbah on this pasuk. Hashem Adam. How Hashem forms Adam from the earth itself. Yeah. So I'm not going to read the whole midrash, but the midrash is is working out of a pasuk in Mishlei. Melech um, bemishpat yamid aretz ve'ish trumot yehersena that there's a ish trumot, a a person of gifts of truma. Donations. What's Ish Trumot? It destroys. We're not going to get into Chazal, what Chazal is actually talking about there. What's the Ish Trumot? Who's the the person of, of donations? Ze Adam Harishon. Shahaya Gmar Chalatoshel Olam. Vinikrate Chala Truma. Shnema Reshit Arisot Chet. So Chazal is doing something beautiful. 
truma, right? Truma de Masra, there's the, the portion of things that we, we make and create and, and grow and cultivate, and we lift the gift out of it and recognize this came from God. So Chazal says Adam was the was the chala of the world. The world is like these these a mixture of elements being brought together to be fully baked. What was the gemar chalato? Which chala doesn't all really just mean bread. It means it means beginning point. When was the beginning of of the world's creation completed? The last thing created was human beings. So it's the gemar chalato shalalam. The whole beginning stages of the world coming into its intended and necessary state of being culminated in the creation of this creature called humanity. Humanity is the, the chala of the world. And just like a chala is given, is lifted as a truma, it's called a truma, it's, a, it's, a devote, it's devoted to God. So Adam is like the chala, the chala of the world that's, that's this completion point that, 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 that is devoted to God. But, but look, look at this. Amar Rabbi Yossi ben Ketzarta, Ka'isha azot shehimeshakshekit isataba ma'im, he says, it's like a mashal, like a, a woman is baking bread, he says, and shakes the, 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 the isa, takes, the, takes the, the flour, the dough, and shakes it up, mixes in water, and then from within the batter of flour and water, the dough that's created, we lift chala. Kach, bitchila ve'ed yalei min ha'aretz ve'acharkach ve'itzar shemelokim adam afar min ha'adama. So too, this is how God created the world, just like baking chala. Let's get some moisture in there. Let's put some water in. Let's put some dirt in. Make a clay, and lift up a chala out of it. Lift up the truma to God. It's, it's like the flour and the water that creates the dough of chala. Adam is created from the water, from the aid that comes from beneath the earth and the, and the, the dirt of the earth itself. So, like he's, he could be the chala, the part that's separated from the greater yeah. chala of olam. Um, that is that is what Chazal is is, what, is, okay. is describing here. Okay. That Adam is a composite of everything that was created before. With the mixture between moisture and all the elements, the earth of Earth's creation that then gets formed into a conscious, speaking, breathing being. Now, let me ask you something: How would this creature know no. that water is necessary for life? He probably needed to drink water. He needed, he needed what? He's formed from water. He's formed from water and earth. Salt and, uh, Instilled into him. His very being is, is composed by the interaction between the aid, the mist that rises from the earth, and the earth itself. It doesn't say that, though. That's yeah. not 80% water. It, it just says he, he just was took formed from the earth. Uh, yes, and it, right before that, it says that a mist comes to water the earth, and then the next plastic is that God then brings together that earth to make Adam, which Chazal is reading and saying, look at what's happening. There's a world. The Torah is telling me there's no rain, there's no bushes, there's no grass. Because there's no rain and there's no person to do the avoda of the earth. Then, there's a mist that God forms out to come out of the earth to water the face of the earth. Then, 
there is a creature oh. formed from that new earth itself, that mixture between moisture and, and earth. Moisture. And, and Chazal says, here comes that speaking cognitive creature, looks around and says, something elemental is missing. Right. And I know it's missing, not because anybody told me, but I intuit that it's missing from the composition of my very being. How does he know the composition of his very being? He doesn't have to know the composition just, of his being. How do we, what it. makes us want things? It's just us. What makes us want things is that we want them. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you know, if we want to say, what is, what's the language God, uh, that Chazal uses? God has an urge for there to be tefillah in this world. Rashi on the daf there, look at the Gemara Chulin. Rashi says that the grass that's standing at the face of the, the crust of the earth has a tava for rain. Adam is created, imbued with the tava, with the right. desire of creation. The desire of creation is for their, for this world to flourish and life to unfold and live. And the, the picture that Chazal is portraying for us is that the desire for creation comes about through there being a human, speaking, speaking, communicative, aware being who senses that something is not yet and is mivakesh rachamim. Mercy. And Rachamim, is the mercy. Rachamim, compassion, mercy, wombness, Rachim, that, that asks for this compassionate life to continue to be born into creation? And this is he, this Adam, this humanity is the, are the Ovde Ha'adama, the devotees of this, this earthly existence, this project, this desire of creation. Adam brings the siyah hasadeh alive. Right? We, part of being human is that we have this kind of hyper-awareness of things, things, interactions with each other, how things work, and even what I think is, is even more elemental here to this story is we have an awareness of what's missing. We have a a, a conscious awareness of things that are not yet. If you look again in these psukim, they're bizarre. Because they say, here's the story of heaven and earth. There, is not, there was not yet a bush. And there was not yet grass. Because there was no rain. And there was no Adam. It's what? It's all, in the it's all. It's all. Not only in the negative. It's all telling me what is not yet. Now, one way to read this is okay. I'm reading it from where I'm standing. It's a story about something that was once upon a time. There was not these things, and then these things came to be. It's a sequential story. But I think there's another way of reading these psukim, which is here's the story of the unfolding of creation. It begins. With wants and needs, with the awarenesses of what is not yet. Right, God's story of creation begins with the vision of what can be, with the knowledge of what can be, of what is possible, of how it can be, how it will unfold. And if you think about what that means for a person who prays, in a sense, it's 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 engaging in that very process. Our prayers are born out of that sense of terren, of it is not yet. 
But we are, it's already instilled in us. It's instilled in us because that's where we come from. We're born from the terem ba'aretz. We're born from the, the seed that is dreaming of the creation that's not yet. And that knowledge, it's already present within us in some intuitive way, in some way of belief, in some way of, I know it's here, but I cannot yet fully see it manifest in the process of prayer, is the bakashat rachamim. That's the way is, get it. Let God, this seed within me, can you create a womb for it to let it grow, develop, and be born? Is there a place for this dream in your world? Something that beautiful that Rav Daniel pointed out to us when we learned this is you look at the word, the word terem, it's the same letters as matar, as the rain that is not yet. What we've been seeing in, in Chazal is that the, the fundamental mode of prayer is, is encompassed in the prayer for rain. Because it actually seems like if you read the story, there's a mist there. The world can continue to live in its, it's not going to die. It's being sustained, but nothing is growing. Nothing's sprouting outward. There's nothing new that's going to unfold from it. And there's no interactive connection between everything. What seems like what this is saying is that it's not enough for creation to just be formed in this little fish tank and sit there. Like the world. Not, not moving, just being sustained. That the ta'ava for, for tefillah is part of creation itself. That the process of creation includes God not making certain things come to be yet. And includes us in our own flesh experiencing a want for things that are not here. Whether for ourselves, whether for other people, whether for the society, the planet, the creation around us, the, the whole unfolding of history. You know, you pray on every, the, the siach that we're talking about here, the, the lack and the expression of that lack takes place on every level from, from the most personal to the most global, universal, cosmic. And, and just want to tie this back to, to, to what we began with and what we began speaking about last week is, you know, I think, I think a very, the standard way that we experience these lacks, it's like, okay, well, I'm missing something. So it's either because something's wrong with me. It's not meant to be. God doesn't want it for me. Maybe I want it. There's a lot of ways that we can experience this, these lacks as, 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 a, as a failure, so to speak. That it must be that either I don't really have a place here or what I want doesn't have a place here. What Chazal is saying is that this prayer of Adam, he feels the lack and the hope for wanting something, Tafka from, yes, belonging here. His desire for rain 
is a reflection, an expanded reflection of his own being. God made me with water. I want more water for myself and this world around me. It's not because I don't belong or because I'm something's wrong with me or because God hates this world. It's because I do belong that I want this. This wants does belong. Okay, did it did it happen yet? It didn't happen yet. Does that mean that it's a rejection of, of me? No, it doesn't mean it's a rejection of me. Chazal saying, when you begin to get in touch with that desire within you, there's, that, there's something real to you and your being and your state of being and, and, and wanting. Not only that it's real because it's part of you and you're God's creature, but because you are contacting the ta'ava of creation. For there to be a dynamic, living, communicative, expressive creation where, where the world interacts in relationship with itself and with its creator, there, there's something that drives it beyond all the pieces being there or not being there. There's something beyond what, what I have and what I don't have. And that is, oh, there's, there's, an, there's, a, there's an urge. There's a wanting for, for more. There's a recognition that there's something truly good that is not yet. And my recognizing the truly good that is not yet actually, in a deeper sense, comes from me really having some of that already in me, in some way, in some inexpressed way, it's as if I'm still the I'm the, I'm I'm, the, I'm one of those little seedlings like waiting at the crust of the earth. I know that I'm here. I know there's something out there, and I meet Tafe, and I meet Tafe, and 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 our beautiful avoda as human beings is that we can be aware of these things of the needs, we can feel empathy for our own needs, for others' needs, for the world, and we can express it and ask for for rachamim. Rachamim being, well, God, if, if I care about this, if I'm a mirachem, if I'm wanting this need to have life granted to it, you must also be Mirachem. You must also. Rachamim, isn't that something that's yours? Isn't the empathy within me, the, the care within me, isn't that also an extension of, of something divine and godly, this godly quality of Rachamim? So the tefillah itself, the tefillah itself in Debri Chabal is called Rachamim. Prayer is Rachamim. Throughout the Gemara, you can see this. Chazal just calls Tfila by the name Rachamim. Rachamim. When I am created as part of the whole, when I, because of my belonging to this creation, can experience an empathic desire 
for goodness to come about for myself, for another, for my environment, for the world. I'm both <coughs> engaging in that divine expression of Rachamim. God's Rachamim comes to the world through our awareness and care and, 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 and asking for things. And, and the very act of speaking those cares is an expression, is the way that that Rachamim begins to filter into the world. Now, again, I don't know how prayer works. I don't know what, what it means for a prayer to be answered or not. I don't know how God decides what to give, what, not to, what to withhold. I'm not going to claim to know those things. And I want us to, in a sense, take, take a step, not back from those questions, but take a step more elemental than those questions. What is happening inside of me that moves me? to say something, to this, have this conception of a caring creator and start to speak about a need. What moves us to do that? There is a, a instinctive human urge to do that. That is tied and bound to the, to the rachamim of the creator for this universe. That care is expressed through that human urge to come and, and ask and speak about the care. Um, I'll read you one more thing to close, okay? This is a, a short keta from Mariv Rabbi Rav Shalom Rav Menachem Fruman. This is a collection of things that he said that uh, some Talmudian put together. Rav Menachem says like this, Famim ani choshev shekol ha-teologia, kol ha-datot, kol ha-diburim ba-olam ha-lohim Sometimes I think all theology, all religions, all the talk in the world about God and, and religion, all religion and theology, it's, it, 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 it's an outgrowth of the need to explain this instinctive and simple human thing called prayer. Human beings pray. And humans need a need. We, we need to explain to ourselves who am I praying to? Right? Who asks, is there anyone to talk to? Who am I praying to? Why am I praying? What am I doing? So we get we call it God, and we create a whole religious framework around it and, and uh the seed of all of it is prayer. Now, just in case you don't know, Rav Menachem was the, the firmest person I ever met. <laughs> and he was also the freest person I ever met. Both of those things at the same time. He's not discounting all those things, but he's saying, what is, what is our most fundamental what is the fundamental experience of being a human being in this world that, that opens us up to this great wonder and mystery that we begin to explore for the rest of our lives and search after? Here we are, we pray, we ask, we groan. 
any, any of you have like a grandmother from an not from a, an English speaking country? Let's put it that way. Grandmothers that I've met, there's a certain generation, there's a certain generation, until a certain generation, let's put it this way. It's very common, just people, just say things to God. I need something, I talk to God about it. Am I religious, not religious? That's secondary. I'm not even talking about being religious. I'm talking about what I, what I yell to the, what I yell out in, in my living room when, when something happens. Talk about what I, what I say when I get a phone call that, about news that I don't like. We, we speak our hopes and dreams and desires and prayers. This is a human instinct. This is the divine expression that was breathed into Adam that becomes the Ruach Mamalala to bring a Siach back to the, to the earth and let this thing function and interact in a, in a godly way of letting creation come to its, to its fullness. We'll stop here for today. Again, this is like a broad Suikbim Hakdama, but for me, it's a, it's a, it's such an important elemental framework for even to just consider, okay, here I am, I'm, I'm coming to do this thing called prayer. Where am I coming from? What do I, what do I get in touch with in myself, in my awareness, in my surroundings, in order to step into this in a, in a more conscious way of what, what am I really engaging in here? What is this really about? What is a conversation with the creator of all? look like and, 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 and where does it come from within my own very being? Can I speak from that place? Can I at least just be a little aware and in touch with that before I start to speaking and not just get lost in words? Okay, I'd come. Many of these recordings are from Rabbi Ami's ongoing weekly classes given at Yeshivat Sharei Shalom in Jerusalem. For more information, go to shalom.org.il forward slash about. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Rav Daniel Kohn. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.